0: So yeah, this is the first session of Heal Your Life sessions, and um, great time to start 2019. I, you know, from my perspective, from my experience, I really feel that we are we're kind of teetering at the edge of something, and um, so the closer we get to change. More fear comes in.
1: And so the fear
0: becomes our ally in moving forward. Instead of uh, thinking about what comes up, what shows up, and it actually can become a great catalyst. And so, hence my reason i in the studio here um, I have a big sticky tape here, sticky pad that I have written all the negative energies which are which represent the darkness of every human being and they are being abandoned by love, isolation, loneliness, victimhood, deception betrayal self-worth or lack of shame and guilt. That's a lot. And we are not even comfortable saying those words. Most of us. Um, Just because they they are negative, they're dark, they're yucky. We'd rather be done away with them. So one really important thing to remember that just like we have pushed the darkness away and we just wanted to focus on everything lovely and glorious, we can actually, if we don't pay attention, we can end up getting stuck in thinking that, in a, like excluding some of the things, Excluding the darkness and just again becoming one-sided. So all the darkness is the other side of the coin. There's no light without the dark. The dark helps us see light and helps us experience light. So instead of thinking that as a negative, because that would be a judgment... And um, so when there's a judgment, we naturally seek to react or interact with it in a different way because we have perceived it to be different. It's all the same. Darkness is just as much part of light as light is. Darkness is the other side of light. So instead of thinking these, instead of being afraid of the darkness, being afraid to use these words, um, we want to open our heart to it. We want to think of them as a catalyst, as an ally in helping us becoming whole. That is why we don't want to, there's no judgment anywhere. Judgment is a waste of time. We have known that, but we continue to do it, just because we don't have any other way. We don't have another method. Um, So opening our heart, we have heard the phrase, open your heart. We know love heals. We know about acceptance. We know about letting go, but we know about it at a mental level. We know the concept. We know it's good stuff. but we don't know the experience of it. And the reason for this is for us to overuse the mental is because that's where we have been. We have overused the mental aspect of our being. We have the mental aspect has been given the leading role in in living our organism and, and living the life that we were created here to live. And we have seen how that has ended up uh, in personal levels and also at the global level. That's, That's what gave rise to patriarchy and kind of relegating, being done with the divine feminine energy, which ended up actually hurting a lot of people. And we see that right in the face, right in our face around the world where there's the masculine, there's a war between the masculine and the feminine. So because there was so much um, emphasis or importance given to the masculine role, um, now the feminine, we, we equally risk giving under importance to the masculine role. We, we, we risk being just as kind of prejudice as when the masculine was in charge. So we don't want to look at the, the mental body, our mind or the masculine as something as negative, but we want to understand that bringing it in into the heart and making it as part of the whole, that's a holistic view of love. So that is why it's just, it's you know, we, we want to notice our resistance and our reaction to the darkness, to the negativity, even when we see the darkness in it, whether it's movies or news, it's everywhere. Um, we tend to shy away from it because it just brings such a painful reaction. It brings a disturbance to the mind. It It brings us to question life. It takes the enjoyment of whatever the enjoyment is left in our life. So we push it away. But if we can begin to understand at some level that everyone is God. Okay. Uh, Whether it's on the crime scene or on the um, religious scene or all the other good things that happen in life, it's God wanting to experience life that way. Okay. So we don't want to cringe when we see darkness. We don't want to close our eyes, that's resistance, because it will we'll just make it stronger. We don't want to run away from it, because um, the only way to heal the darkness is to bring it to love. We know that, we've known that here, right? So... That is what we're doing when we open our heart and we accept it as part of love and open our heart to the pain that we might experience. That pain needs to be brought to love. So that is the holistic view of love and that's the premise of these teachings. Um. And just kind of reviewing where we have been. And we have also discussed how all of life is energy. Energy cannot be destroyed or created. It can only be transmuted or transformed. The human body is an expression of the energy that needs to be healed from prior lifetimes. So it really isn't about you don't. You don't have to believe in reincarnation or prior lives, or it doesn't really matter. Um, what's really real in front of us that there's healing that needs to take place, and trying to heal at an intellectual level learning cognitive therapy, learning behavioral therapy, learning to do many things and all the psychobabble that goes along with therapy. It's, there's a, there's a point to it. There's a usefulness to it, but it's not the whole picture. It's not, it doesn't really work for a long time because we just, um, we actually confine ourselves that if I did A, B, C, I can stay out of trouble. That if I just changed myself this way, I can do this, I can do life. So, you know, it, it has worked for some part of life. It's useful, but we're not looking to just make it through the day. We're looking to do far more than that. We're looking to become who we are meant to become So remember, we are the the conduit. In order for us to become the conduit, what are we? Con- what are we transmitting through us? Is that which the heavens have in store for us. So, in order for us to channel that kind of information and be a beacon of light for others around us, we need more than just to get through the day. Okay um, So it really doesn't matter where uh, your life is, where our life is. it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter what's going on personally in your life. We begin as we are, we begin how we are and we just we just begin as we are and begin the process okay So, um so the in the biggest the question who am I at some point in life we begin to ask that. Everyone asks that, especially when we get older. It's like what is the point of me? Why am I here? And in order to So the answer to that question or exploring the answer to that question has a lot of wisdom in it that can uh, take us to freedom, freedom that we seek. So most of us, if not all of us, carry a huge burden, some kind of an emotional baggage or a burden, or we are um, trying to figure life out. And that burden impedes, comes in the way of becoming, of us becoming who we are. So when we ask the question, who am I? Um, Just pondering about that can help us see our burden or baggage in a whole new light. And we can unburden ourselves. We can unburden our psyche, unburden our a heart, we can unburden our life and actually enjoy life. Um, so, at the inception, when we were, you know, at the inception of our being, our body, our, the, the soul, at in our blueprints, the soul's job is to create the experiences that we are here to heal. So at a soul level, we have designed our life exactly as it is. We may not agree as we see it. <laughs> it's like, no, why in the world would I choose that? Um, so mentally you wouldn't but at the soul level remember we're not choosing it so we can um, have a free ride we're choosing it so we can heal the past lifetime karma karma is nothing but energy so even if we don't um, think about past lives you know just just the fact that there's a recurring theme in all of our lives that repeats over and over again, whether it is, uh, that goes, you know, worth not fitting in or just feeling odd or, uh, you know, not love about being separated from love. There's a separated from love. There's a recurring theme, or not being accepted. So it's not a coincidence that that same theme keeps on playing the same old record every time in your life, more than one time. So there's something to that when that pattern continues to repeat. So that gives us an insight as to why in the world am I always feeling this way. What in the world is going on that every instance, every circumstance, every year, this thing just does not leave me? So that's that's a that's an insight to us to look into and saying, you know, there's more than that. There's more than that. So look deeper, look beyond. Even at you know, even when we judge somebody, even when we get annoyed at somebody asking us the same question. Even when we um, um, and you know we get mad at the simplest thing, like somebody's too slow or somebody's um, coming in the way of us driving is not fast enough, we get ticked off at that. Somewhere in our life, somewhere in there, we have judged ourselves for being slow. Somewhere in there, we have judged ourselves less than for being the same, for having the same qualities that we see in those that irritate, annoy or um, us, and we judge them. Okay, so the answers are always in the opposite direction, which is inward. And um, this work is tricky because the mind would give you very clear cause and effect, very clear explanation of no, this is so very rational reasoning and explanation for um, that this is why you're doing what you're doing, this is why you're feeling your feeling. And we actually almost get convinced by the mind we almost get con- convinced by it. And uh, if we get totally convinced by it and just stay stuck in that mental framework, that really is our fear and resistance talking. But it doesn't show up as fear and resistance because it's so clear to the mind that, no, you are correct, you're 100% correct. You just, you're just you just not going to buy into any other explanation. Um, you know, we can hang out there for a while and see if that takes the misery away. Most of the time, (laughs) if you don't feel that way, if that same thing doesn't come and hit you on the head, and then maybe you are correct. But that's that's a clue to when you are very, when we are very quick to make a defend our feelings and thoughts. We are smart people. We can defend anything. We can present an argument for anything. It's not about that, who cares? We're not here to win an argument. It's not about right or wrong. It's about what is it that you want to experience? Do you want to experience yourself fully as you are? Do you really want to find out the answer to the question, who am I? There is no way that when we ask that question, who am I and what's my point? There is no way that you'll get stuck at the mental level. It's just not possible by asking that question to yourself. It will take you deeper. It will beckon that you look beyond, that you go deep into the heart and you look beyond. So so the question, the answer to the question, who am I, is um, the answer is in our six aspects. And The six aspects are also known as the six-pointed star. So what I want you to do is draw a triangle uh, pointing up. So one point is up, two points at the base, draw a triangle. Then right cutting in between that, you're going to draw a triangle that's pointing down. Make a star. Okay. And um, so now you have six points to that, your diagram, your star. So at the very top, write your higher self, write higher self, the top point.
1: The bottom point, write soul body. The top left, right, mental body.
0: Bottom left, right, physical body. And top right, emotional body. And the bottom right is um, spirit body. Okay, so these are our six aspects. All the, um, the resistance, the pain and the past trauma is hidden away in these six aspects. We are very familiar with the physical body. We're very familiar with the mental body. We are familiar with the emotional body. But everything else we have labeled it, labeled it our soul, our soul, or our spirit. So there are just slight differences. And what I also want you to do, and just to kind of share with you. I just this morning saw the picture of my teacher. She had sent me a website. There's a lot of information on the website. I clicked on it. I just clicked on it. I didn't do anything else with it. Um, never saw her picture and she had sent me, um, you know, stuff on this kind of information. I opened it, I opened it, I closed it and really then read it. I didn't really read it. Um, so I found something intriguing about that. So the reason I share that with you, because I asked you to make a diagram, and I know the the you know, the mental people between us, we are going to Memorize that we're going to say I have to know this. I have to know what everything is So I just wanted to tell you that I just read all the handouts this morning because I had a class to teach Okay, so what I want to tell you is as much as I will share with you. I will um, I don't tend to teach in a very technical way because my point is not to fill your head with more stuff so My point is the point of these sessions is is trust that whatever you will pick out from these sessions will be pivotal for you in your growth. All of you will pick up something different. That's what you are supposed to pick up, okay? Um, Don't try to get all of it. Don't get it into your head. It doesn't matter, head doesn't matter. We don't need exact words or diagram or exact um, information. What we need is to open our heart to even when there's confusion, okay? So I've been just picturing her face, whatever it was, and I just saw her face this morning and it was kind of pretty similar to what I had pictured. I actually had she she's been working with me with the clients in my office because as I would close my eyes as I tend to do many times and I'm thinking oh this is not the client in front of me there's somebody else that's Cassandra that's my teacher I'm like oh she's here with me I've never even seen her picture but my mind had somehow pictured a picture and so um so I just wanted to share that with you, just to kind of let go. Let go of the, trying to fill your head with stuff, okay? And this information is there. You can read it at your leisure another time. I can give you an encyclopedia of it. I'll write a book on it. How's that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but for now, just tune in, listen with the heart, and get it, get the way you get, and that's what you will get. Here's a whole notebook full. Uh, Julie, you may not see. These are my sessions with my teacher. Uh, no, I don't go review them. Writing helps me see it more. I, don't, I haven't reviewed them. I'll review them at some point in my free time. But it was, it's not about that. It's as long as you can take it in the heart and shift a little and that would be grand okay so these are the so. um
1: any questions for now All good.
0: Okay. So when we learned the meditation, the heart-based meditation, we went over the uh, different ways of developing consciousness, and there was one of the one of the um, level, if you will, is was unity consciousness where we see one in all. We see ourselves part and parcel of everything and see everything in us. So unity consciousness is about you see God in all. And that is what I had mentioned um, earlier, that even in the darkness, even in the most uh, heart-wrenching, things that we experience or witness, believing that it is all God, can shift our perspective in a whole new way, okay? If it's happening here in our lifetime in humanity, we're a part of it, we're not separate from humanity. So we can't shut it out thinking that, oh, we will never do this. I don't want my life to be like that. That's resistance and and fear. And it's that resistance which will bring, which will keep circling the energy of resistance and it'll chase us no matter where we go. If not this lifetime, next lifetime. Okay. So um, let's go ahead and uh, just drop into the heart a little bit. So you're gonna just get comfortable, take a few deep breaths. And drop the head into the heart. So talking, we talked about the mental aspects, mental body. We don't, mental body is a part of it or our ego is a part of the healing, just because the ego has um, believed that it was the only one leading does not mean that now in this way, we totally shut it out. Ego and our mind is all part of it. The mental is part of the emotional. So just dropping the head with the heart so the mind becomes more feeling love
1: aligned. With each breath, go ahead and allow your heart to expand. and just noticing the what is. So we just simply notice
0: whatever you are feeling at this point and anything that might have come up for you and anything that perhaps is
1: always there for you. So noticing what is and acknowledging it and feeling it as deeply as you know too.
0: So feeling something begins to bring the pain of it. Noticing
1: that. And continue to feel that.
0: So when we expand, expand the heart around the pain. So we expand that pain into love and make it part of the love. So at the heart level, all the six aspects become one, they work in a very unified way. The higher self is anchored in the heavens. That's why we call it the higher self. See if you can just like visualize a connection of your heart with the heavens. Draw a line, draw a light
1: Whatever comes to you.
0: So, as we expand the heart around any of our darkness,
1: we meet the heavens there. It's like the saying God will meet you in your heart. So we're never alone there, we have assistance.
0: With the assistance from the heavens, there's a greater flow of love.
1: The darkness is part of love. It's a gift of love.
0: As we continue to expand our own darkness into the love, we become an expanded version of who we are. That's our holistic view of who we are. That's the holistic view of love. So the teachings may give you uh, a little background and your personal story will add the context And it's at the personal story where all the darkness will come to surface. So our physical body is responsible for hiding all the darkness, the past traumas in little cubby holes. As we expand the heart. That darkness may arise to the
2: surface.
0: Somewhere along, even for even in one day, we have looked at something and pushed it away. Whether in our actions or our words. our thoughts. Somewhere along the line today we may have resisted something. Somewhere today we may have done something, one thing, one negative thing against somebody at least. So expanding your awareness around that. It's very natural. It doesn't make you wrong. It doesn't make any of us wrong. It just expect accepting accepting all those pieces and parts of ourselves and showing them your love. So when we reprimand ourselves saying, I'm not gonna be negative, i was so negative, it's really bad. Wanna rephrase that. It's really becoming aware. The reason why we are negative because that's what the inner experience is, the life, by words, by thoughts, by actions, only out pictures what we experience. We're not aware of that. The head will come in and say, no, there's a reason. It's because they they did that. It's because this person is like that. It's because whatever, that may be true, but the real truth is somewhere in there, somewhere in your subconscious, you have judged yourself for being so. it's that part of you that you want to accept that is how this work will raise the level of your awareness and you become an expanded version of yourself any little bit of judgment on the outside we want to bring it home okay so go ahead and um open your eyes uh, Julie, I'm going to, um, unmute you. And any questions? It's quiet. Okay, Julie, I unmuted you in case you have a question. So any questions on this?
3: just out there right now just kind of wait for it to kind of form a little more solid sense.
0: Maybe it won't. It's true. Maybe it won't.
3: Um waiting to find certain things for it to focus on. I'm not sure. When, when right. Personal things.
0: Personal things yeah. Um, so right now it's just all sounding nice to you. It's just all nice, but you don't. It hasn't hit home. Okay. Okay.
2: Yes. Yeah, it's, it's hit home. Okay. <laughs> I just don't like it. You don't I, like. I, no, it. I mean it's. Um, It's very engaging, and I'm seeing what you're inviting in some regards, what I'm hearing the invitation Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, to see. Um, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: And there's this dialogue going on for me. Um, uh, The the idea that um, that to challenge the, the me that is just provided the judgments of myself.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: The idea to to challenge that particular perspective. Um, um, there was a way in which you said it and and provided that today that was different for me. Um, so I'm i kind of mulling that over in my head. Yeah, yeah. What what? Because um, I know I've just swallowed it as truth, as mm-hmm. you suggested earlier.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, what would it? Mean to um, to step back and be willing to look at that, it's a
0: different story, it's a process, right?
2: Right, and so yeah. how, how do I get into this, this process of asking myself, Who am I? Um,
0: which it'll just um, sure we'll get there. um, you know, two things. So the comments were, um, that you know, all this information is kind of out there. It's it's all nice. I'm listening to it. But the particular focus to know what to focus on to use these teachings is not yet there. That was one comment. And the second comment was um, similar to that, but how do I, you know, when we talk about um, judgment and accepting ourselves, accepting our darkness it's a it's a nice statement and we it may sound nice in our head, but the process is time consuming. So that's the answer. The answer is it's a process. It's like, um, You have to trust the process. That whatever you need to look at, it'll begin to, it'll begin to bug the shit out of you. Okay, <laughs> it's on the recording. <laughs> I'll try to clean that up. Um, <laughs> so the process—it's a process. It's not a magic wand. How do we begin to look at that? And just to even understand that and as you live your day-to-day life, maybe, you know, take that inward focus. It's going to reveal a lot. It's like, why am I doing that? It may take you back to this reason or that reason. How do we go into accepting that? And what is that all about? So a lot of this work is one-on-one, because it's very personal. Um, But what these sessions will give you is an an expanded view and and an expanded understanding of yourself. So you know that if we were willing to look at the expanded view, the suffering that may be going on in life, There's actually a process to get rid of that. When we get rid of that, when there is less suffering or when we heal more, it's a process. There's no predicting. Everybody works differently. And it just all depends on what's going on with you. And um, so as far as you are concerned, Cindy... You know, many times when we come across this type of work, is because there because we're trying to find answers. That's how I stumbled upon this work. I was led to it because I was uh, agonizing over my son. I'm like, what in the world? And I, I wasn't looking. I didn't, know, I didn't know what this was, so I wasn't looking for that. I don't know what I was looking for, but I was led to making a phone call to a different person who, who just taught me like, no, 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 go there. And the next thing I know, this is where I was. I'm like, okay. So it, it hit home and um, it resonated. Although mentally that is not what I wanted to do. I just wanted to get my son straightened out. Um, <laughs> what turned out is that I needed to get myself straightened out whatever straightened out means. So, you know, pain, like I said, pain and darkness can provide a big catalyst. And if you don't have anything that's going on that is um, pressing in your life, then the meaning hasn't hit home. Okay. And, and it really doesn't matter if it hits home or not. It'll hit home at some levels. It's just, it's, it's like I have, you know, it's like this session will give you a little nudge, even though you may think like, why are you giving me a nudge? Why am I even listening to this information? The meaning of it will um, become clear when you walk away in somewhere in your life. So it's not necessary that we need pain to work these teachings. It's really how can we establish a deeper connection with our higher self? How can we become a beacon of light? How can we be nothing but love? Can we do that all the time? That's a challenge, right? So that's a challenge. So it's, it doesn't really matter where you are. You've been called upon. That's why you're here to shine your light. Whether you do it personally for all of us will do it personally for ourselves because, because life will hit us in ways that will ask more of us. Those uh, situations may not be earth-shattering, but it's in our day-to-day functioning and living, how can we live as a conduit, conduit of love? How do we live so we can see more, become more and do more, do more in a, more in a feeling sense, be present in life. So these kind of, this kind of teaching is really for anybody who wants to expand, who Mm -hmm. wants to expand their life, the meaning of life, the point of life. You know, so we're always going into the heart. At the heart where all the six aspects are working in perfect uh, harmony, perfect coordination. And the heart is unbounded reservoir. It's a bottomless pit. It is the universe. It is the pathway to getting to know thyself and there's no end to getting to know thyself. There's no end to expanding the heart. So that is what our human journey is here to do. We are are here to become what we are potentially able to become. And the truth of the matter is that You know, I thought about it this morning. I was just doing some reading here and I thought the human being is is this intricate, highly intelligent machinery, if you will, that we are just learning how to operate. That's what these teachings are. We're learning how to operate our higher self. We're learning what our higher self is. That is the connection to that which created us. We're learning how overusing the mental aspect can get us in trouble. We're learning how to expand the emotional aspect. We're learning that at the, at our blueprints, at the soul level, we had Picked out the life, the experiences that we are encountering in this life. We haven't known that before. We have known that in very vague terms. Um, we have known this information in very mental and vague terms. We really don't know it. So that's what these teachings are. It's not about collecting knowledge. It's being the knowledge, it's living the knowledge. It's not about thinking, oh, love and light, all is good, I'm the light. It's it's being the light so much that you never have to use the words. That's what this work is. So it may sound, I may be saying the same thing to you over and over again, but each time I say it, the meaning is going to be different is going to penetrate all of us at a deeper layer. And that's where the stuff is, at a deeper layer, at a deeper layer, at a deeper layer. Because it's not in the listening to it with your head, it's in experiencing that shift within. And you will only know, only you will know when you experience that shift, you'll be different. You will have a different feel to you. You will feel more fuller. The things that created an emotional charge in you, they won't. You may still not like things or like people, but the emotional charge will go away because that energy found freedom in your acceptance of it. And that's how life becomes fuller in fuller, in fuller. That's how you become a conduit of love. That's why you... So it's not about, um, you know, we worked very hard in crafting the life that we desire. So in crafting the life that we desire, we have very carefully Shut out many things. Shut out many people, maybe. It's not that we don't need to do that. But we are, we are trying to, you know, create this predictable, secure life where nothing can go wrong. Everything does go wrong. (laughs) What does not go wrong? but it goes right in a way that you've never imagined. So, so this work is about, there's, there's many different aspects to it that we'll go through. We're just kind of still building the background. So it's not um, just the background and the context around it. It's in trusting the unknown Because you might think, you might get a sense that there's something here. You don't know what's here, but you trust it. That's the same thing I did when six months ago I started doing these things. And I'm like, I was speechless. And I had goosebumps all over my body. And I'm like, what in the world? I thought I was done. And I'm like, there's something here. There's something here. I don't know what there was. I I didn't know what this was, but I just knew something was. So I just dived in. Um, I had resistance, you know. As I walk around and I live my life, and I have said, you know, muttered things in my head. It's like, oh, I'm so sick of this. <laughs> You know, it's like, you know, you get mad. It's like, what in the world is this? And then that is just your, again, you open your heart again. Like I was like, yeah, open your heart to that. You're just getting pissed off. But that process one must go through. That process is not wasted. It's your own, your frustration, the energy of frustration or impatience or not trusting, it comes up because if you didn't go there, it's still lurking somewhere, somewhere, but might as well let it come out. So so you really begin to see your own idiosyncrasies, you begin to see where you have resisted, even though at a mental level, you may believe you never did, because you know it all, or you think. Right? So we all have resistance. We all have fear. We all have mentally carefully crafted our life until whatever we crafted didn't work. Right? And that's like, what now? I thought I was doing everything right. So it's really coming to a place of trusting that nothing will happen to you that your soul had not asked for. Nothing and anything that we are attracting to our life is represents the energies that we need to heal, the energies from the past lifetime. They're not from this lifetime. The energies that we need to heal so, it helps us look beyond what somebody does. The beyond is the energies that they are working with. The energies that somebody's representing. So, even when we look at our world today, um, you know, the energies that our political organizations are, are representing. What are the energies? It's not the people because that's the energies that they have, that they are working with. But The the problem becomes is when, when we don't have the awareness, we take it to be real. Right? There's a whole mental stuff going on in the world. We attack it with the mental. Right? We make something right, we make something wrong. We make something bad. We make something good. We categorize. So who's in charge here? The mental body, the mental, we call them the mental brothers because it's masculine. Okay. Um, So when we're not aware of it, we're actually creating the same thing that we are hating, just on a different spectrum. Okay. And So it takes a certain level of awareness to know that because whatever we keep on resisting and recreating, if we don't pay attention to that, we will recreate it. It's not going to go anywhere. So therefore, really noticing true nature of what you are experiencing and not putting it any label, not hiding it, not trying to push it away because you don't like it. It's if we can love our own darkness. The darkness out there will begin to look different. You can love that darkness too. So all the darkness needs to be brought to light. All the fear needs to be brought to love for it to go away. you can't push it away. So experiencing it is very different. That's where all the work is. That's where the world will open up. So am I making sense? Kind of, sort of? <laughs> I'm warming up. It's a tough crowd here. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the more you talk about it in different aspects, different words, yeah, the more it starts to
0: that's how it is, exactly that's how it is. It's like, I, I hear the same things again and again. It's like, mm-hmm. God, Nina, you've been hearing it for six months. <laughs> Smack yourself on the head. Did you not hear that? It's the same thing, but it's when the stuff comes up, it fights against that. It fights against that. And that's when the teachings begin to have even a bigger context. A bigger meaning it's like oh that's what it meant it's like same thing in yoga when I tell people I tell people I tell people um, they ignore me <laughs> right and then every now and then I get something oh that's what you meant and I'm like oh thank you <laughs> so it just it's not because we take something at a mental level to experience it is a very different thing. Okay, um, should we move in, move on? Okay, so I'm going to um, kind of read something to you, which I, I can't, it's reading is better just because I will not be able to say it as eloquently as it is written, so... So what I have um, in my hand is an overview of the history of humanity, and I'm going to read it out to you. Wow.
3: <laughs> in
0: one hand, <laughs> I know that's it, and and then there's some <laughs> wow. I know this is it, get it, and I know I've heard it like a thousand times, and you know some some stuff I keep ignoring because it's like word I don't understand that or whatever or I didn't like the word but anyways so here's the overview of the history of humanity the following are the planets and the dates when humanity was established just listen to it just see what happens keep listening this project of humanity finally coming into form after billions of years in the planning stages began seven million years ago, when humanity was first initiated on the planet Lyra. About a million years later, a number of the initial Lyrans were chosen to have the honor of becoming the parents of the second wave of humanity, a fifth dimensional version brought forward on five planets approximately six million years ago. Alcycone in the plains, Venus series B, Arctus and Andromeda. Both Arctus and Andromeda had an extraordinary race of being of love already there. The Andromedans or the, or the, Arct, or the Arctrons and they joyously welcomed this new species into their midst. They were like big brothers and sisters, though they were not human in form, teaching them many healing techniques such as sound and color therapy. There was an additional group of humanity brought forward on both all cyclone and Venus about five and a half million years ago, also fifth dimensional. There were typically 50 children born in each of two families, always two set of parents, the twin souls often being born in the opposite family, so they would grow up as friends, marry, go forth, and multiply. As there was little to disrupt the flow of love and life, each group of hundred humans was able to establish and sustain a new version of humanity. There were slight variations required depending on the planetary climate, etc., and we had tremendous longevity as a part of a design with a lifespan of approximately a 1,000 years. Humanity was also established on this planet, Lady Gaia, in third dimensional form approximately 5 million years ago, in an area now known as Mount Shasta, California. This group developed over a period of 500,000 years with fear being the dominant factor in the density. My people. (laughs) your people. Lady Gaia knew that this planet would eventually serve as a stage for the project to play itself out on. All of us volunteered at some point to become fully immersed in the reality, participating fully so this project could be brought to fruition and adhere its mission of bringing all life to remember itself as love, bringing all of our life's experiences to a full circle of love. The good news is after all these millions of years of experiencing life on various planets, we are doing just that. The creators of humanity. So there's another paragraph. There are a total of a thousand and four first expressions in humanity. Those who are considered direct expressions of an archangelic being coming forward on the various planets mentioned the succeeding generations, indeed the the rest of humanity were co-created by an archangelic proof of energy, comprising the 10 archangels who went out into the void with Joshua and mother Mary always fully participating in the creative process. And right there we were born. We were created in the image of God to assist the heavens and all who were affected by the choices made in the past 60 billion years. These are the 10 archangels that brought humanity forward along with Joshua and Mother Mary and Father God proving the pari for creation, providing the pari for creation. Mahachohan, the first to return home to the heavens 30 billion years ago. Light of Rose, these are archangels Uriel, Chamuel, Jackal, Ezekiel, Jophiel, Raphael, Melchedec, Metatron. There were three archangels that remained in the heavens to hold the focus of love there when their family of 61 angels departed 60 billion years ago. Michael, who became the head of the Archangelic Realms in the absence of the Mahashohan, and has now returned his leadership position back to the Mahashohan as head of the Angelic Realms. Gabriel Sandalphon. We hope this gives you an overview of some of the details of her coming into form. This project for humanity designed specifically to assist every being affected by what happened when a group of angels went out on a mission of their own to ultimately remember that our life is love. The heavenly realms wishes to reiterate their deepest appreciation in this moment to all of us who have participated with them throughout these millions of years and found our way back to family in this life with their assurance that love can now be the prevailing factors once again on this planet and throughout our creation. So I'm sure this was, this sounded like a foreign language. Um, it did to me too, and it still kind of does. Um, but when I, the first person who just told me this and I, I've, felt a great resistance to this. And I'm like, where the heck are you taking me? What is this? Like, but I also was intrigued as if I had seen, I, I knew that at some level. Part of me said, yeah, yeah, I know. I know you're getting to know this information. I cannot believe it. But why are you doing that? Um, So the only reason that what you want to draw out of that reading is that our life is not just the life that we see here. Okay? And our problems not are not just the problems of this life. And that the whole purpose of human life is to heal. It doesn't matter if you think you're wounds are coming from prior lives or not, you're seeing them here. Okay, so this is our opportunity here to heal those wounds. And that's what we are looking for. We're looking to feel joy, we're looking to feel happy, we're looking to be um, of service. No one, no one likes no one, there's not a single person who does not feel happy after they have been of service to someone else. Okay, because when we expand ourselves and expand our love this way, it reminds us of who we are. It resonates, it feels like coming home, okay? So that is the reason to heal the wounds. When we heal the wounds, when we heal our past traumas We're not doing it just solely for that reason. We're doing it to expand our heart, to expand our being, to expand our connection, to expand our understanding, to shift in consciousness as to who we are. The wounds just came along the way to help you do that. The darkness is just there so we can become more of our version of who we truly are. So although the body is given, our six aspects are given, we haven't learned how to use this intricate, intelligent being, dynamic machinery yet, okay? So think of the darkness as the buttons that we have just now beginning to see that we can operate, that we can use, the dials that we can use to really learn how to be human. How to be human is the same thing as healing. Because when we are healing, we have to use all of our aspects. We have to use the mind. The mind can either be a detriment or an asset. It depends on what it experiences and how we use it. The ego can be a detriment or an asset. Ego is not bad or bad or good. It's what we do with it. Um, So all of that is coming. So we are really learning. We're learning how to be, how to be the humans that we were designed to be. And with that said, when there's a shift in consciousness or expansion in consciousness, imagine Forget getting over the struggles. Imagine there's a bigger purpose here. Imagine what you can do. There's a bigger purpose to us just, you know, healing our little wounds. They're not little, they're big. There's a bigger mission. If we, a handful of people, become the beacon of light, You can touch so many people with that. So the darkness in the world is a darkness within ourselves at a collective level. When we bring our own darkness to light, we help shed that light into the world. Okay? So that is the point of all for remembering that, that the human life is designed and nothing happens by accident. We are doing here. We're doing everything that we're doing here. It's not an accident that you are doing the work that you're doing. You're married to the person that you're married to, that you have the children, that you have children, that you have. That you live where you live. It's a perfect setup for what you need to do. It's a perfect stage that's been set for you. All we got to do is dance <clears throat> and dance well. Okay. Uh, any questions on that? It sounds like, it sounds similar to
3: a book that you recommended years ago that I read it. and I'm trying to it. It's like, a
0: Oh, the... Um, Initiation. Yes. I've you know, that. That was she, part of our uh, yoga or Ayurveda some workshop.
3: Yeah. And in she, I think it was like she was in 1800s or something. Yeah. Like late 1800s. Mm-hmm. And she was a child and she was so sensitive to living and it was so misunderstood and then she started, as she grew, she started to remember her previous life when she was being taught
0: Mhm. Like in, in an ashram somewhere, all kinds of things. Yeah, yeah. And and in that previous life, where the intelligence was you know,
3: thousandfold of what we have now. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. So Cindy was just talking about the book that I had recommended a few years ago. The name of the book is Initiation. It was about a German yoga teacher, who was able to recall her past life and actually the book goes into it's a parallel it's written in parallel lives mm-hmm. and it's even hard for some times when i was reading it to see like which life is she talking about because there were so many similarities mm-hmm. uh, so she was able to recall all of that and yeah so it just you just another you know so this thing about past lives and the life the continuum on this life is not a new concept it's not a made up thing um So just even knowing that expands our vision,
3: mm-hmm.
0: right? Even if we were to, if we were to look at just what's happening in the world, even if, you know, somebody um, gunshots or political mess that we are in, you know, it's it's one thing to give our um, narrow-minded opinions, um, good and bad and judge, and be done with that because we never want to be that. Um, that's that's one way, and that's where most of us are stuck. So we're just creating a bigger and bigger polarization. Although we don't believe that. Um, imagine what can happen if we can look beyond. If we can look beyond what somebody's doing, if we can look into them and respond in a way that is more love-based. Respond in a way that is more unity-based than separation-based. How can, how can that not change? All we're doing, we're just, we're just shooting bricks at each other. Somebody's got to stop. Nobody will stop because they can't see. They can't see beyond that. So if they can't see, somebody needs to see. Somebody needs to see beyond that Um, to stop the mess. It's not gonna get stopped because like I said, we are all in our head. We're all trying to fight as if there is something to fight. As if there's something to win. Look at the separation that's created in the world. It's a separation, it's separation from love. Love has gotten conflicted and twisted. And also when we look at that, look at the like the family structures. Right? There's a lot of conflict in the family structures, hence more and more divorces. But love has gotten messed up. So these are energies. These are energies that continue to cycle and recycle and be outpictured in our life until we accept them into our heart. In acceptance is they find freedom. So acceptance here in the heart, not at the head level, but being the acceptance, experiencing the acceptance opening this heart space and it is a difficult concept only because we've been in the head for so long because we are used to wanting to see everything black and white Um, we want to get the results before we do the work we want to be shown the results before we do the work um you don't want to take chances. We want 100% guarantee, right? Isn't we, we, that's that's supported? It's like, you know, 100% guarantee, buy back that guarantee. That's everywhere. We won't do anything without it. So we very quickly we get trained. We get stifled in that tunnel way of thinking that all of our life should be that way. We don't separate. We don't separate, we don't decipher, we don't say, okay, you know, maybe I need a money back guarantee on my refrigerator, but not on other things. We become one-sided because we think there's one way of being and we push everything else away. So that is why this type of work is difficult, uh, because the money.
3: It's funny that when you talk like that, it's so obvious and so true, but I can't imagine anybody just
0: That's why there's only, there's only six people signed up. (laughs) And it's like, I don't know how to, you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't, you know, that's, that's fine. Cause I don't know how to, um, I just don't know how to bang it out with, you know, I don't know how to shout up and down. Maybe even if you did, even if you were a senator out there
3: running for mm-hmm. you know, president, mm-hmm. you know, everybody is so divided, so polarized. Polarized. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and you know, here's the thing. That is why you keep saying it over and over again, because it's the truth. The thing is, the 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 in all of reality. There's a reason why teachings like this are not shouted from the rooftops. It's it's the truth that underlies everything. Mm -hmm. I can't separate that from life. Truth never needs to be shouted from the rooftop. It just is. What we shout from the rooftop is what we actually know it's a piece of bullshit.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Because you're trying to sell.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? Um, however, we got twisted like that, who knows? So, this is, this is whoever needs to find it will find it. This work finds people, you don't find people i wasn't looking for this work i had i wasn't looking for this it found me out of the blue i was um you know was struggling with my son and i'm like gosh what 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 is what is the the what's going on so I, I heard this voice in my head saying, call Ken Crumpe. call Ken Crumpe. Ken Krumpe has nothing to do with this. Ken Crumpe is a guy he does. I've been organizing prayers through him for my son for the last four years. His prayers weren't due. I just did them. Um, I'm like, why are you calling? Why, why call? I didn't I'm like, it's like I'm um, doing what I was writing. My book called Ken Crumpe. call Ken Krumpe. So I called Ken Krumpe because I was called to call him. I had no reason why I was calling him. I called him and what I just been talking to you about the history of humanity, Ken Krumpe is never available on the phone. He's in Hawaii. We have time difference. I can never find him to, uh, to organize the prayers for my son. I leave a message. We converse through emails back and forth. He was there and i couldn't get him off the phone i, I just called him 2 hours later and at the end my i was just, I'm like thinking i'm like i really i was thinking i want to go to kensing it was a nice day i want to go for a long hike it was on my head um so i said i have to go and he reminded me he goes i thought you had to go i go i know i do have to go but he kept talking and talking it took me into this world which i which I thought was what in the world, but I knew the truth of it. At some level, I knew the truth of it. I never asked him, he said, I'm gonna send your information to this teacher, see if you're ready for a blessing. I'm like, sure, okay. And she sent me an email. She does her channeling saying, You are ready for a blessing. And there, this woman comes um, full of love. And she gives me the blessings, hour and a half. I just close my eyes and she's talking. It was like I was being showered with light. I'm you know, like, oh, my God, what the heck is this? Um, so that's how it found me.
3: I was looking for it.
0: And they're actually, uh, only this work has been taught for the last 10 years only. It's very new. And there's only 50 people so far who have done the work. So there's just a handful of people. Where is it based from? She's in um Hawaii.
3: Where
0: is, is it from? It's called One Love. You know, isn't that funny? When she started doing, I had somebody ask me, what's your teacher's name? I'm like, Cassandra. What's the last name? I'm like, I don't know. Why do you need to know? Who cares? Like I had, I. that's just, that's mean though. I didn't, I didn't even look at the website, never even looked at her picture, but I took notes after notes. I scheduled the sessions, and I didn't understand everything she said. But it wasn't about what I didn't understand. It was about what I did understand. That's what I was after, because so there was something there. There was a lot there in whatever little I understood, and I just kept going in. I don't understand everything, really, but I understand something, and that's enough. And that's all. So that's why stuff like this is you don't chase people with it. It'll chase people that it wants. Um, So, yeah, so that is... um, I had a, you know, I'll share a story with you after what you said, Cindy. I was at some kind of a networking meeting and I met a gentleman. He was standing by himself, so I went and introduced myself. And a very interesting man uh, recovering from alcohol. And uh, he said to me, he said, you think all of us are enlightened? in the conversation, I go, we all are. We're just doing the work to cover the, you know, what we have smeared on the enlightenment. <laughs> just, we're just peeling the layers. All are, every single one of us. And he was blown away. To me, it was a simple truth all of his life he had judged himself because he was a recovering alcoholic that he's doomed to just be in the dark. He said that that was around Christmas time. He goes, if not the Christmas socks out of me, it gave me enough inspiration to get up every morning. I go, there's no separation between you and me. So... More and more people, it's not about the words. If we can actually experience that as we are living. It's the energy that we carry. It's that energy that we accept that will expand. It's that energy which has no choice but to mirror into the world. It's not possible. The heart is the only organ that never gets cancer. Have you ever heard of heart cancer? Oh, that's true. Heart is an electromagnetic field. Everything in the body gets cancer. You have never heard of heart cancer. Because it is The Sanskrit word for the heart is anhatta, which means it cannot be hurt. It cannot be broken. If it's broken, it's broken open. It's not broken in pieces. It feels like it, but it's actually broken open, so you can really see the love underneath it. Going there is your connection to the higher self. When you are there, you're not alone. Going there is where God resides, whoever your God is. Um, So the heart has the electromagnetic, the the radiance can go, I don't know the exact number, several feet from the heart. So we, we need just a handful because we can go far. Right? Love travels fast. Because it doesn't get stuck anywhere. All the other dark energies actually get stuck in people receiving them. How does the energy get stuck? Is we resist something. So we close the door. We close the door. The minute we close the door, we block our own flow of love. We block life. Okay, So it begins to spin. Because it has nowhere to go. It begins to recycle. 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 When we open the door, we stand love within ourselves. We open the door. The floodgates open. That doesn't a chance with the energies that are circling. The energy that are circling, they're part of love, they become, they find their freedom in love. When you open the heart to them, when you open to that which you resist, there's nothing more that you resist. Find its freedom, it's free now. You love your pain, you love your fear. Love your resistance. Love your judgment. It's not don't judge. No, I accept the fact that I judge. Can I bring that to love? Can I accept that? When you accept that, the judgment shatters. Now by mentally saying don't judge, we say it a hundred times and then we judge a hundred times. We secretly judge. We don't tell anybody. We pretend we don't judge. But there's stuff going on in your head that you just judged because we don't accept it. We don't accept our humanity. We don't accept our vulnerability. We don't accept our darkness. We want to hide away and say, no, I'm not the good one. I'm not like you. I'm better because I don't judge. Look what we just did. I am better Mm
1: -hmm. because
0: I don't judge. You see that? This is the space that we are traveling in. We can't see our way out of it because it is so subtle. It's so stuck in that narrow way of thinking and being and feeling that we have normalized it. So we're trying to get out of it by being different than you've already judged because you're better, because you think you're better, because you're not doing this. If those people who are throwing stones at Trump think that they're better, what's happening? They're throwing stones. Mm -hmm. How can you say that? So this is where the majority of the world is and we need this. We need these teachings. The world needs these teachings. We need to start turning a corner and not buy into, not buy into what seems attractive in the mainstream we can change it, we can shift it, start with one person. So welcome to my project. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, um, and you know, I understand that this is, listening is where it starts. The heart and your life will provide the context and the process for it, okay? Um, And you might be calling me, sending me email. That's fine, I welcome all of that, so go ahead and do that. Um, You don't need to know the exact answers, you need to experience them need to experience that little shift you need to keep doing the same work and all of a sudden there will be a little shift it's like oh and that shift that experience will stay with you in anything that you do okay so um Any questions so far? Any questions on this? Any comments before I kind of lay out? Uh, Please understand that this is the first time I'm teaching it. You are my... ...pigs. I'm my own guinea pig, to be honest. Um, So... Here are the, to kind of bring it more home, because I'm kind of, you know, I don't have an exact plan laid out, just because it is difficult to teach this work in a group session, right? But that's okay, well, we are, we're good with difficult. Um, however we end up doing the next five sessions, it was how we end up doing the next five sessions. What um, my thought is that. So in my emails, you have I have given you a little brief thing on the A technique, the technique that we will be using. It's really not a big deal. We call it an A technique. It's all the words that you have heard before. So all the. So the A technique is a powerful method for transmuting energies given to us by the heavens to assist us in healing all of our stored up pain and resistances in life. This technique has been the basis for transmuting energies for over 10 years now. It is a simple yet very powerful technique that literally moves mountains of energy when it's practiced regularly. It is a foundational process that we use to transform limiting energies, assisting them to expand into a full spectrum of love. The full spectrum of love includes not only the love, joy, and happiness in life, but also the pain, fear, anger that we created during our journey into the darkness. This perception of love sees all life as being a part of love. With our willingness to fully accept life just as it is, it is transformed and expanded into a full spectrum of love. This allows us to have the wisdom and understanding of what we have gained from the pain and suffering and enables us to live as full spectrum beings of pure love, loving and honoring our life without exception. This fulfills our purpose in life so that we can be clear and open channels for the heavens to flow their love through us. Anchoring heaven on earth, so that all life on this planet may live in a love-based realm. It's a gradual process of shifting from a fear-based to a love-based realm, and you are a key player in anchoring these energies for life to expand in love by beginning with yourself. This simple technique will allow you to experience the shift within yourself so that you may love, you may live as a fifth dimensional expression of humanity and as a being of pure love. So fifth dimensional um, expression is when you remember your past lives. That's how she was living in the book initiation, this German yoga teacher. So the six techniques, the the sixth. The A-Technique, there are six um, different aspects to it. It's awareness, allow, acceptance, appreciation, application, and anchoring. You know, when I look at these, um, this already is such a big deal. Awareness is the key, first of all. So the only way to become aware, though people who are attending this session, they have a meditation practice, which is already good, but awareness is just sometimes asking the question, who am I? Looking beyond what's in front of you. Um, Asking, why am I going through what I'm going through? What is in here for me? Asking the question. The, the answers will expand your awareness. Allow, consciously opening our heart to every energy we're feeling throughout the day and allow love to flow for them. We can keep doing that till the end of our life. Allow, allow, allow. So just remembering that. Acceptance. Accepting life as it is. Accepting your pain, accepting your conflicts, accepting yourself as you are. Again, it's a work in process. It's not a magic wand. appreciation. We can't appreciate unless we accept application. I know, I just unmuted. I was like, oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> what was that?
2: It was a plane. Huh?
0: It was a it's plane. I heard over her computer first. Yeah. Nice. later over
2: here. She's this. in Milford. I
0: believe it. <laughs> um, And then anchoring. So, this is the 6A, the A technique. So first I thought, oh, you know, for each session, we'll do each technique. It doesn't work like that. (laughs) It does not work like that because it just doesn't. Um, So, but we will, um, I think what would be, what would bring this home for everyone is do a little pondering about the talk today. I'll send, send, send you the uh, recording. You can listen to it again if you like. And you've actually heard more than you think you have. And I think you have understood more than you believe you have. Because you're trying to understand it in your head, it feels like a big mumbo jumbo stuff. But you're not listening it with your head. You really want to drop into the heart. You you know You know what I said. You know exactly what I said. Don't tell me you didn't. Okay. (laughs) Uh, You heard me. So it's really, you know, paying attention to that, paying attention to noticing what you heard and felt. You begin to see that in your day-to-day life. And that may expand and open a whole world for you that, may need your attention. If you already have something on the forefront that needs your attention, then you know, then just kind of muddle with that. Work with that. Work with that which you struggle with whatever you have learned today. So use the context of your life story here to pull in the teachings from today and see if you can get a bigger understanding. See how you can work the teachings into that and see what that becomes for you. For the So, you know, you, you'll have ideas, you'll have things, things would have come up. So, in our next session, we'll always begin with where you are there and questions or frustrations, and share what you like to share. Um, and we'll just we'll just start with that. And we'll work through these uh, the a technique, the six concepts into the heart. So you may hear me say, kind of walk you through a heart opening directions or meditation. And we just keep going deeper into that.